1: south coast tonight i'm chris mccarthy as always marcus farrow is here and we have our, our friend that's very talented very plugged in journalist jack Spillane, who joined us during the debate i want to thank um as i know my my colleagues do the two candidates carmen amaral and sean oliver for for a really um informative well-mannered debate we tried we tried but they kept their dignity. You know, for new candidates, it's hard to lay a glove on them. Like, really, bold. I was thinking of really,
2: actually, honestly, I was thinking of ways that I would answer that question if I were one of them. Like, what would I say? If I was Sean Oliver, what would I say? If I was Carmen Emerald, what would I say? I had thought of really good answers. Yeah, because you're a mean guy.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they did what they had to do. Yeah, yeah. I They I both do think, came off as likable, which they both are. Yeah.
3: I do think in this last week of the campaign, the endorsements have really helped people see that there are differences. I yes. mean, she, she's mm-hmm. discernibly more progressive and he's discernibly more conservative. That doesn't mean that he's way in the right wing and she's way in the left wing. It means that there are differences. And um, and that came out, I think, mostly from the endorsements because they both uh, were very well handled in, in terms of what they would say, not getting off the reservation, their talking points.
2: Right. Um uh, well well in, in her uh, you know with the hero endorsement hero was on with with me a uh, a week or so before he made the endorsement of Carmen he had said, oh I'm actually you know I might weigh into a New Bedford special election he goes I've got a you know a mutual friend who wants to introduce me to Carmen and I'm like, well you know if it's somebody who's a friend of Paul's is, is that that person's probably likely a progressive Democrat who helped Paul with his campaign so I mean it's funny because they sort of re- they didn't. They tried to shy away from the labels, um, yeah. but I think I, I honestly think the the it's it's pretty bright lined um, in terms of, of where their party affiliations are.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I, I, well, they're both Democrats. Um, although I would say that
2: Oliver's uh, a Democrat. Yes, but he's uh. a, he's a Reagan Democrat. Yeah, is, is, so, is, is what, so is, not uh, a Democrat.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. um, that's like Jake Auchincloss say I'm an Obama Baker Republican. Right. Well, that's an actual I mean Obama Baker Democrat. But that's an actual thing. Um but yeah, I thought it was I mean I th- I thought they I thought they did pretty well. You know, uh, interesting uh just an interesting uh point I want to make. Uh, a little bit of history here. The last time WBSM had a special election Ward 3 City Council debate, it was in this time slot actually. I was in stu- I was in that it was one that I mean the layout was a lot different. remember there was a little waiting room here yeah. that they got rid of mercifully um, and uh, I was sitting in that waiting room. I no one here knew who I was. Taylor Cormier came out and it was Hugh Dunn and Beth photo I was there with Hugh um, and ta- uh, so it was just me, Beth and Hugh and he looks he looks at me he looks around and goes, we only have enough room for the two candidates in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> so, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I just thought interesting um, interesting bit of history that now, you know, we have an actual designated time slot, uh, whereas before it was just sort of, I think, yeah. a special time slot that yeah. was made. I,
3: I, I would like to raise one little bit of disappointment, and I... had this last week when i did my chat um and i I, if i had had time for my last question i I do think that um the city and the candidates in the city have gotten entirely too glib about constituent services you know i I think constituent services are good you definitely should pay attention to the, the people as to what they want but it very easily bleeds over into favor doing sure and favor doing Means that my street light gets fixed before your street light. My tree gets cut before your tree. And when you have that kind of favor doing, I think you get what we saw with the city council giving out seven or eight raises that were 50% above the median for the rest of the state. Those raises went to people like the director of lease law, yeah. the um, faci- building and facilities manager, the director of licensing, all people that are in positions to do favors for the counselors. And I and I, I'm a little disappointed to see new counselors just getting on that bandwagon so quickly. So I just I just wanted to put my two cents in for that. I think that's a good point.
1: I make. would say that constituent service has been a mainstay of not just New Bedford but South Coast politics since Biff McLean. Right. He made a name for himself and there's been everyone else afterwards has tried to emulate it. Well,
3: right? he, he was the king of constitutional services, of but, but both Mayor Lang and Mayor, <laughs> and, Ken, then, <laughs> and then he, <laughs> well, he was, he was pled guilty to a misdemeanor involving his public office. But, right. but um, uh, both Mayor Lang and Mayor, I will Ken, tell you that
1: for those of both of you who are liberals. The reason Biff McLean pled guilty was to spare his wife because his wife, who was dying of cancer, was being threatened with a subpoena by a vicious attorney general. And that's the reason why the man pled guilty and didn't fight the case, because they were holding his wife, who was dying of cancer, hostage. And I wish that that truth would be out there more often. Anyway.
2: 508 uh, I'll, just, 500.
3: I'll just say people can respectfully disagree with good, could you,
2: my, could, my good friend. Good, but I, we, we got a call, actually, okay. so let's, let's yeah, do how's that. how's
4: it going, guys? Good. Good. So... I, I, I haven't met either one. I'm going by what I've heard and seen online and stuff, and uh, some of the things that concern me personally is some of the staged photos uh, by one of the candidates. You know, they're trying to uh, make a perception that they're out there door-to-door, but when you look at the the staged photos, it's actually of uh, not even in the ward, and it's, uh, you know, uh, um, a relative of a, an elected official, and You know, we also have uh, one of the candidates um, that uh, have aligned themselves with uh, Marlene Pollack. And uh, I'm afraid that, you know, with what's going on in the police department, we don't need that uh, type of thinking of defund the police or, you know, we should be sending uh, counselors instead of police to doorsteps. Just yesterday there was uh, an incident in New Bedford. And I can only imagine that you know, if you get the right the, uh, the, the the right people in office, we'll be sending counselors to situations where people people are pulling out uh, uh, weapons and everything. And uh, you know that whole defund the police mentality. I personally cannot ha- has align has anybody? With.
2: I don't think any. But just in fairness, I don't think either counselor has come out and in, and in, in, in supported a well, defunding of, of the police. Are,
4: are aligned with uh, people and politicians and individuals. That uh, you know are extremely uh, you know I would think uh, far left and, and maybe uh, uh, you know uh, and, and you can call them a bunch of different words which I'm not going to today uh, not swear words but you know uh, and this is yeah, I, I, my I, personal opinion and I and I just I personally think that the city does not need a defund the police mentality at this time. Uh, We need to actually uh, pay police, so they want to stay here. You know, it's bad enough we can't even keep officers as it is.
2: Yeah, I just don't. No one's said that. That's the thing. I get. I get
4: that she is aligned with those individuals that work hard uh, to uh, try and defund the police. It's uh, something that they do.
2: And and do they? Know that, right? I, do, I
3: mean, do they? Yeah, I mean, Carlos. You know, I respect a lot of your work uh, uh, that you've been doing, but I'll I'll just uh, respectfully disagree and just raise the point that Molly and Pollock is a person that has been elected to the school committee in New Bedford twice, has managed many successful campaigns, including Shane Burgos, the last time. She obviously is supporting Common Immoral this time. You can agree with Marlene or not agree with her. She she is on the... the, um, the far progressive side of the uh, of the uh, spectrum, as is Tom Hodgson, right. on the far right side of the the, the spectrum. You know, right. it, it, it all depends on what you what you like. But I, I just right. think if we if we go into um, jargon like defund the police, it, it it really just is 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 a way of not discussing the the real serious matters and just and just using a um, you know a. a a soundbite
4: and, and 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 no i can understand we you know we obviously are, 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 are we we vary on our opinions on politics you know you're probably more left than i am so no, you're don't. probably not gonna really understand what i'm saying but in my opinion as as a, understand it as, <laughs> a, as, a, 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 as a person that is independent i feel you know when someone's posting uh fictitious pictures and telling the people that they're actually knocking on doors and when you look at the picture it's a lie look so you can tell me whatever you want you know and i respect you jack you know that yep. uh, but i'm going by but, my instinct but,
2: but so the, so carlos um, the, the thing is though here's the thing if we're talking about two candidates that finished first and second right, right they would have had to have done the work you can't get away with not doing the work so even oh, if no, even if there's a staged picture know, the work's still being done that. i know for a fact in the election that the voters
1: of Ward 3 specifically chose the candidates and knocked on their doors. Because I know candidates that didn't do it.
2: Yeah, right. Who, yeah, who yeah.
1: had good resumes, who had deep roots in the community, who didn't make it. Yeah. So while, while uh, there may be some um, staging of, of, of events, but that's politics, um, obviously both Carmen Amaral and uh, Sean Oliver knocked on a lot of doors. And the voters rewarded them for it. Right. Because th- th- so that, that is what was done.
4: Right, right. But at this stage of the game, there's only so many things that are going to separate the candidates, yes. in my opinion. And these are the, the, the things that I'm seeing that, that are separating them. I haven't seen any fictitious pictures or uh, 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 the gentleman leaning towards, uh, you know, individuals that support the type of ideology that uh, that, that supports defund the police. I personally can't uh, can't support that. I mean... I I can't fathom it, you know, and I know some people, uh, you know, would want people that that, that believe in communism or socialism or whatever it is to be in power in in the city of New Bedford, but I'm not one of them. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, Carlos.
2: Thanks for listening. 508-996-0500. Take one more call. Good evening.
4: Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Tom. Good, Tom. How are you? How's it going? Okay, great coverage. Thanks. I I, I was interested in, in a couple of things both of them said. Uh, that having to do with the housing piece, uh, the mentioning of, you know, outside sources coming and buying buildings. I'm wondering if there could be some legislation where before that type of action takes place that these folks have to register uh, in the city uh, so we can start to understand their intent. You know, the, 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 the residents of these places have no chance, you know, once the action is taken. But if you have them registered to the city and maybe uh, some type of slowdown at the uh, registry of deeds uh, as far as recording uh, the sale, uh, we may have a better chance at at doing something else uh, uh, regarding this housing crisis that we're all in. I I think truthfully, you know, if we can identify all these folks, maybe we can turn their effort of investment into building more housing rather than acquiring places and, uh, dislocating residents, you know, because the whole rent control thing is not going to be rent control, but maybe down the road they can be some type of cooperatives or something. Cause I, I tell you guys, you know, just dealing with, with, uh, folks, uh, in the last six months, this is exploding, uh, including myself and in my, where I live, you know, and people are going to be on the street this summer. And and there's going to be a lot more of them than people can imagine, and because uh, it's growing. Tom, that I'm, piece. Yeah.
1: I'm sympathetic to your point. I, I will say this: the city leaders have known for a long, long time the train was coming. It's been taken, <laughs> Jack. How long? Your entire career, yeah, yeah, right. Um, and, that, and my and by city leaders. Dog, we we also mean the state legislative. Everybody, right? Everyone, particularly the state. Yep. Because the state has the most resources. Um, this housing crisis shouldn't be a crisis. There's not, been plenty of time. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an easy problem to solve, though. No, because,
3: I and I sympathize with the situation, and we have to do something, but this is a free market economy. I, I can't imagine, Tom, the court system ever saying that out of towners cannot buy property we're not in New Bedford. That. We're, it's we're it's not just saying not going to happen. We're
4: regulating a, a portion of the sale uh, effort. We're not uh we're not stopping them from doing it. What I'm saying is there may be a better way for that investment to be utilized in the city where these folks can still, you know, capitalize on the housing market but in a different way. The
2: the uh, only the only thing you can really do is is help uh have programs for city residents to take advantage of opportunities. I don't know if you can um bar people from making purchases of Property. If you live out of town, I know. I know you can't do that, but I'm saying I don't think it's and an achievable policy goal with this the current state of affairs in in uh, in, in U.S. It, politics in particular, or in, in in our economy
4: with that
1: blessed
2: const with that bloody constitution standing in your way. Well, yeah. that's the thing and, the, and the, the the right to travel and associate where that that is pretty well established in Supreme Court jurisprudence.
3: And in, in all honesty, I uh, I was a big fan of Pat Sullivan's. Those federal programs that come through it 's a handful. They have money for a handful of houses it 's not going to solve the problem. I really think right now rent control and rent stabilization as Chris uh, referred to, seem out of the question because of the history in Massachusetts. But if you think of rent control versus you know not allowing people from to invest in property rent control is going to have a better chance of getting through the courts the the, the
2: history of no rent control in massachusetts is only about 30 years old Uh, the history of rent control in massachusetts is a little bit like having rent the history of no rent control is about 30 years old the history of having rent controls i think a bit longer but a bit further back yeah the Um, other one
4: the other one before i hang up uh regarding the police there was mentioning you know we were talking about the, the COVID case and officer that died and, and what happened there. But a lot of emphasis on the family after the fact. Maybe that's an arena where we can enhance through some type of, you know, benefit and probably yeah. we need a think tank to come up with something. Yeah. So these guys that, that go to work every day, know in full, and and the stresses on the family regarding these guys going on the type of work that they have to do every day, think- the stresses on the family can be satisfied after the, the fact, after uh, a police officer passes or a firefighter passes by knowing that the family is, is taken care of with a certain amount of benefits that people haven't even thought of yet.
3: Yeah, I, I just have to disagree with everybody on this. I just think that setting the precedent of a presumption that anybody who works for the city got COVID uh, uh, through risking their, their life, as opposed to many of them we know. Did not decline to get the vaccination. Some of them, we know, were not in jobs where they particularly were in, in touch with a lot of people. That kind of presumption, because there's going to be another pandemic sooner or later, could just I be prohibitively but expensive. Yeah, but we but know yeah, no, 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 no. we
2: know for a fact that people have gotten co- the COVID vaccine and and, and died uh, after no, no, no. after getting COVID nineteen. Does not matter? It's, it's, it actually the, does the, the, matter the
3: because you can't. You the can't. statistics are that you're you're going to get less sick and that you're going to have a better chance of surviving. That's the statistics. No, no. I'm you know,
4: understanding that, your argument, Jack. What, what I'm saying doesn't necessarily simply apply to COVID. I mean, generally, you become a police officer in this city, you go through your career, you pass away. We want to retain them. So, why not enhance the benefits of the family? Not necessarily COVID, just, just regular career stuff. Enhance the benefits for the family with things that we haven't thought of yet. And that's who, where I think
3: who, who are the top in. 10 earners? On the Bedford payroll every single year, sure, patrolman. Sure. That's that's who it is. Not the chief of police, not the mayor, not the chief right. financial officer of the city patrolman from the, the state law, which is one of the worst laws in the nation that you presume everybody has to. It is strictly a union thing that, that you presume every traffic stop cannot be done by a flag person. It has to be done by a police officer.
4: Then why can't we retain yeah. these people if they're making so much money, Jack? Because it's
3: more dangerous to work in New Bedford.
4: That's Clearly, right. if, you had, and, if you had. But, but you, and, can't make, and, you can't
3: make you can't make New Bedford into a suburb. You know, right. and, and,
4: and their families. Once these guys finish their career,
1: actually, we could make a new something. I can explain how
4: security <laughs> with benefits, family stuff. Anyway, no, thanks, I, I thought it was a great nice debate. Talk. Yeah, no, thank yeah, you. I thank you, Tom. It was a big debate. Yep, sir.
2: All right, hey, we got to we got yeah, to take a break, a break yep, and break. then we'll we'll uh, we'll be right back. This is South Coast tonight. So. Welcome back. We just had the Ward 3 City Council debate. We've uh, just did a little bit of... uh, We're doing post-game now. It's me, Chris McCarthy, Jack Spillane of the New Bedford Light, who moderated uh, the debate. And um, we also took some calls, and we'll take your calls still at 508-996-0500. That's how you can join join us this evening. Now, Jack, you have a column coming out tomorrow. How can people read it? So um, this is a column basically where, where, where I've
3: said You know, it took a long time to get down to who are these people, really, because we had seven candidates. A lot of them were good in the primary. It was hard to give anybody too much time. And then the candidates were well coached. Um, Whatever you want to say about them, they knew how to not answer a question. Yes. And now I think through the endorsements, Um, we found out a lot
2: about who people think they are. Yes. It's actually out now.
3: Last week or so. Oh, okay. I thought I mean, you said.
2: I thought you said it'd be out tomorrow. It's out February. It's out. Oh, know, is it out? It yeah, it's dated today. Okay. Yeah. yeah so they usually yeah, put yeah. them up the night and before. And where is it? <laughs> on NewBedfordLight. <laughs> dot org. I just had Will Senott on la- last night. Actually, um, uh, he did a great job.
3: So I, I, I think that that. Um, we, we've gotten to know them now because someone like Paul Haro, you know, is not going to endorse a candidate unless he's pretty darn sure that he agrees with their philosophy. I mm-hmm. agree with well, we yeah. know what Paul Harreau's philosophy is. He's a reformer. He kind of downplayed that in the campaign smartly, I think. Mm-hmm. But we know what he is now just from what His he's done. His campaign spokesman was a member of the Communist Party, sheriff. for
1: God's sakes.
3: <laughs> right? I mean, he was. Yeah, you tell me that. You, you told me but things Paul like that, that. He may be, that may be true. I don't know that for a fact. So. Can, he won't lie to you
1: about it. Just ask him. You <laughs> never <laughs> ask him, though, right?
3: But when they, his campaign um, spokesman, his spokesman was a member of the, member of the Communist Party. That did not rise hey, to the, the top the of the things that I wanted the, to The
1: sheriff's election is over. But I'm just saying that the
3: endorsements, the police union's endorsements. But, but you're
1: acting like I'm making it up. I mean, I couldn't could, no, no, I I, make it up.
3: I, I would never say that you're making it up. I know you do your research, and I know that you generally have some truth into, in the in things you say? I have not Jesus done, Christ,
1: are you serious? I have not done <laughs> the research. you res- say I have some truth? I, I haven't done the
3: research myself on this. Well, why
1: wouldn't you? Do? Because it's not been a priority of mine as to whether someone's a communist Jack, do you want me to bring out the email that I, you sent me? You don't want me to do that, do you? What e- From when you worked to the Standard Times. I have the emails, Jack. About communists? Yes. What? Working here in this area. But what What happened? <laughs> You I, to, I, Chief, I have all my emails, so don't say. I have some truth. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen the research as to who's a communist. Let's tune in for Wednesday night. I'll bring the email No, I know you've sent me some things, but, well, but I have your but, return but, email. But, but I, Jack, I have the email you no, sent but That back. doesn't mean that I read it the way that you read it. Wait, you is that? Do you remember the email you sent back? No. Well, I have it. Well, well, what does it say? You said they're not allowing you to write. You, you said this is very interesting. I agree with you, but they won't let me write in the Santa. I really doubt that that, that 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 I wrote it that way. And if I
3: wrote it, it would be something that I agree with. That I don't want a communist bait. You know, that I don't want a red bait. You know, uh, in the Santa Times can, or any other newspaper that I that I work for. Why would I want to do that? What is red? The, the is communist scare like? in this country is one of the one of the darkest chapters in this country's history. Is that what you think? Make, make, the crime is scary. What are we talking about? <laughs> well, I mean, you're we're talking, talking about
1: I some truth with what I've said.
2: Yeah. I thought that you, was you, a compliment. You did say that. you did, you did, you did you say a compliment? I think, I think,
1: Jack, <laughs> I think, I think,
2: I think. I watch Marcus's face. He knows. No, I, listen, I just think Jack might have, when he said some truth, I think Jack might have just, you know, you just. I, I don't think it's I don't think it I don't think it matters. So the, I don't think any wow. of this conversation I mean, is pertinent. I, I I don't think you know, you said I, I think you have some truth to what you any, said. I don't any, think you any, meant like, any, any of most the, of what you're saying isn't true. Any of the three of That's us what who, it sounded and, like. And, and, but it doesn't matter. So we're all friends, so we can have fun dueling over. Any any, any of the three of
3: us who wants to write a story about who's a communist <laughs> and who isn't a communist can do that. I
0: don't like this converse
2: I don't I'm like this conversation I'm taking a break.
0: 1420 WBSM, where freedom of speech lives. Tired of the same real time reaction to everything that happens after the sun goes down. Go down till the sun comes up. South Coast tonight with Marcus and Chris is on WBSM.
2: Welcome back to the show. So, we just wrapped up the Ward 3 City Council debate uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. We took some calls. If you want to give us a call, you can at 508 996 0500. Who do you think Mayor Mitchell wants to win? You know what? I thought it was very interesting
1: today. I don't know if everyone had the opportunity, people have other things to do, but to catch Tim and to catch the mayor on with him today. But he pointed out that neither one of these candidates reached out to him. He Unlike, seemed upset about it, too. I, well, I don't blame him. Yeah. Unlike he said Bob Bromley reached out to him, Jake Ventura reached out to him, Bob Cabral reached out to him. These two didn't, which I mean, guess you can say that maybe they spent their time better because they realized it wasn't going to endo-
2: make an endorsement or get involved. But I well, that shows call. that you don't need Mitchell's uh, uh, wherewithal. Well, I was going to say, I don't know that. why I, I, would, I, I wouldn't <laughs> know what the detail he went into. Like, oh, all these, all these.
3: these Here is what I think: there are only really uh, two councilors that I think you know Mitchell really is bothered by, and those are Councilor Morad and Councilor Gomes. Yes, uh, I, I think. Yes, I think. I don't think he agrees with Councilor Canio much, but I don't think he views her as someone that. Is, is really going to do things that are, are, are insurmountable for him.
1: And I don't uh, think she views him as an enemy. Yeah, She right. definitely Naomi does doesn't, doesn't, yeah. doesn't view anybody as an enemy. She's right. one of
3: the nicest people Absolutely. On, the, on the face of the earth. Uh, I do think that, that in this race, I don't really think he really cares much one way or the other. What he does care about is that the counselors start to do their homework and that they do not do things like that reclassification last year where clearly there were counselors voting for things that either did not understand or they did not care to understand
1: i I think to build on that jack i think the mayor was particularly disturbed He, he came on here he was also on the other shows on this wbsm about the um the methadone clinic where he he sent them a letter saying guys here's a move you can make and they just totally ignored him um they didn't even address it. It was it had to do with a, with a um, a wave of residency. It was—it was—it was a long process. Yeah. But he explained it to him. He laid it out to him, and for them to just ignore him.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I will say that, that 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 Mitchell and I've seen enough of him now. I, I don't think he has the best manner sometimes in engaging people. He can be very condescending, and there's some big egos on that council, and yes. you do not want to be condescending to people who you know, have the ability to make your life difficult. You know, you you just have to get along with people in politics. And he didn't get along with um, the Fall River delegation when it came to redistricting. He couldn't work out. He he has, from all accounts, a a poor relationship with many of the state uh, uh, legislators. So I I think he is not easy, but I think he's often right on the issues. And when he's right on the issues, the counselors, a lot of the counselors just just don't care.
2: I think he's looked good recently um, with... You know, like I said, Morad's pay raise amendments. Um, even the the whole the, the way that the Carol Pimentel's nomination has been handled has been pretty awful. Uh, honestly, um, I have never terrible. seen. It's been. It's she been she was like
3: Ben Franklin in the well when when the, the British Parliament um, you know, you know, just castigated him. I mean, for for this woman who has done volunteer work all her life, who was a success by any measure. Um, to be spoken to by these very junior counselors the the way she was. And then they told her point blank why in their estimation, she was not up to the job. Someone
2: said she was too old.
3: That was
1: outrageous. <laughs> yeah. So, so she w-
2: was too old. Y- you know, look, y- every mayor
1: has a hard time finding qualified appoint, um, you know, people to appoint to boards. They're, they're, they're overworked. They don't get paid. Then, you know, Here's Carol Pimentel, who served on a number of boards and shown up, right? Which is more than we could say about some sort of congressman. Plus, she's a compromiser. She's she's good. She's going to be someone who looks for a middle ground. She's a good candidate. She shows up. She does her homework. She's got, you know, who cares? Quite frankly, if you don't agree with how she feels about, about an issue, you probably can lobby her. Right, Jack, and and come to some understanding. No, this
3: this this this, was, this a lot of muscling that's going on with the Voc Tech people, and it's a it's a it's a great school, but they don't want to change. Uh, uh, Ryan Pereira said it all. It's not broke,
2: we don't want to change it. But you, said, not, I don't want, he said, he said we don't want to mess with it but, too, but too much. But it's not an equal said.
3: opportunity school, and, and and vocational education has to be open to kids who are not academically inclined. And It's and, not. And
2: and and here's the thing. You know, it's one thing to say I don't agree with their position. The emissions policy. That's why I'm voting against her. It's another thing to m- just make stuff up. Right. This this process was not transparent. Right. Right. She sits on too many boards. Right. Two's, two's, two is too many. Like, right. Two's good, three's too many. Yeah. You know, that, just that's, arbitrarily that's, making things up. Just making stuff and up. Common
3: Amaral brought that up to me in, in the chat that it wasn't a transparent process. Right. And, and she even said maybe there should be an election for the best candidates. Right.
1: What the heck is she talking She's about? It's, it's a nomination no. process. Look, no, I, no, Jack, I, actually, I saw you a lot <laughs> came out in that chat. Oh, back, by the Anyway, that's still online, right? Jack yes, explains yeah. chat with I, the candidates. A lot
2: came out with that, Jack. I do. I do actually think that it's not. A, it's not a terrible idea to to have each sending district elect uh, but we don't. representatives. But we don't do right. That. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I support, it support it. Right.
3: going to an elected school committee for the vote tech. But that's not the way it is now.
1: The the other yeah. the other thing is is the building of a new school. The mayor ruled it out. We've all ruled it out. They, I mean, you're not going to be able be able to get, pass an override.
3: New Bedford gets 80% of their school buildings built, right. uh, paid for by the state. I mean, Newton even gets a, a big chunk paid right. for the state. So the state can pay for most of it. But I asked,
1: I asked the mayor, he said... It would have to. It would require a deal. I
3: think he has said that he he doesn't want to do that anyway because right. he still believes, and I disagree with him on this, that New Bedford can have a great academic high school. I think the city has changed. I think the the way people feel about college guaranteeing a, a great job has changed, and I think two good vote techs, although. You can't even run some of the Voc tech programs at the high school if you had the money to put them in the comprehensive high school because the Voc tech will veto you saying that we have the right well, to run
2: that program. That's an important issue that he brought up is that is that, he, you know, they're trying to put vocational stuff in New Bedford High and voc, the New Bedford folks vetoing them. So they're basically saying only our like elite special students can get access to this type of education. I, I
3: actually had
2: a former super, a former headmaster at Votech, Vote a well-respected person in the
3: community, and it was a long time ago, so I'm not going to say his name, but say to me, we can't train too many people to be plumbers, electricians, mechanics, because you would flood the zone, and then nobody would make money. That's not what American public education is about. No. We,
2: we don't also, use that, that aged we, very poorly. We,
3: we, don't, you, so we don't use that standard for people who want to become lawyers, or teachers, or, right. or doctors. Yeah. We're going to use that standard but people who want to become plumbers or electricians we can't flood the zone no it, it, it needs to be a school that's open to to everybody who would benefit from it and if you if you can't run two schools then there needs to be a lottery you, you just I have
1: will, to I will say this Marcus and I have talked about this off air in on air the job of the admissions policy is not to make it easier for teachers, is not to groom the students so you're only getting the easiest, most most educated, most motivated students.
2: Te- it's not the students' well, job to make the teacher's job easier. That's right. that's when, right. when this
3: really went on to steroids was when the state required the vocational schools to take the MCAS to pass the MCAS test. Before that, they didn't worry about it because they, they, well, they there
1: may be a reason they, they, shouldn't they, have they to.
3: thought that they wouldn't. They, right. they thought that they were not going to have to, but they said, "No, you're going to have to," and then. They did not want to have a large, you know, and and it is a more technical school than it used to be. It's not, you know, the old... You know just fix the car school it's a lot Correct. of technology that goes into hey, it we have students but here but you're not going to tell me that latino kids and a lot of disabled students can't do those jobs because they can like you know
1: look we've had a lot of students come through here the vogue has has a communications yeah. program There are all the all the all the most of them want to go to fun 107 but occasionally they, <laughs> the cool kids the cool i want to fun 107 taylor cormier, <laughs> vogue cormier? Vogue tech, mark montigny yes. some great vogue Tech yes. john saunders john saunders no john saunders went to stang
3: he, then he went to vogue Okay. Well, my dad went to Stang, then
1: went to Vogue. Are you talking about after? Is <laughs> that that a, sounds is that like my brother at say Volk? John's prep. Like. No, he went to Stang for a period of time, then he went to Vogue. I believe he graduated from Vogue. I never knew I that. I thought John graduated from Vogue. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm uh-huh. wrong. I know. He, I, he has told me he went to Stang at,
2: at least for a while. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take a break the wbsm app is everything about this um because you know we're wrapping up the conversation here by the way chris Hendricks is going to join us at nine o'clock he's he's calling in he's going to talk about some committee appointments that he got which are pretty good yeah pretty excellent. good for us yeah really good so um us i mean new, new bedford you know south coast but um so if we're talking about mayor mitchell how he feels about this race you know how or how he feels about his relationship with the council if he doesn't run Who's going to who's 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 stepping up? Because now it's a four-year term. It's not like a two-year try, try again, right?
1: Four years. Four years. It's a real marriage. Mm-hmm. If John Mitchell doesn't run, who's waiting in the wings, Jack yeah, Blaine? I, who do you think? I, I, I,
2: I
3: can't name names off the top of my head, but yeah. I think I think there'll be someone from the business community that will take a look at it. Maybe uh, uh, one of the prominent lawyers around town. As he clutches,
1: as a property yeah. owner, he clutches his rosary beads and hopes <laughs> someone steps up. Right? I am a big rosary bead guy. Yeah, uh, how um, can you not? Be so, uh, Spillane. Yeah, <laughs>
3: um, yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's why I would see maybe maybe state rep Tony Cabral. Uh, uh,
1: I is, think you know, I think Tony over? Cabral would be a good choice.
3: Yeah. You know, I would definitely take a look at it. So, goes.
2: So, so I'm going to be, I'm pretty confident that I think Tony Tony's going to jump in. He, assuming he's, an open seat. Assuming an open seat. Right. Because he just, he almost, first of all, he almost won the first time, right? Very and, close. and Are we
3: assuming an open seat?
2: I, I No, no no, 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 no. If there's no, no. no open seat, then there's no race. Yeah, but yeah. I'm
3: not assuming that he's not. I, yeah, no, no, I think
2: John's running again.
3: Because there are some, you know, the wind issue alone
1: is exciting, you know. I think John um, doesn't see anybody he would be willing to hand the reins over to. Uh-huh. I don't. Do you? I mean, do you see anyone that John would say, here you go, take the city, I'm leaving, finish what I started? I don't. Yeah. He still lives here. It's not like he's yeah. going to be gone. You know what I'm saying? Who, who, who was the guy, the um, the youth, The not not the Chamber of Commerce, the youth guy,
3: uh, some uh, youth business organization took a look at it a few years ago.
1: Um, the fastest campaign to ever open and close? Who was that? That was
2: the kid. What was his name? Uh, some French name. I somebody think. Somebody like
3: Pelletier. Yeah, Pelletier. Maybe.
2: He Chris opened May- it an what? hour later. He Are you talking it? about Jeff? I'm with Jeff Pelletier. I went, I went to staying with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He opened. He, he kid- ran from. He ran from mayor for an hour. Yeah.
1: Look he, on campaign.
2: Yeah.
3: He, he he took his papers out. I know. Oh. I,
2: I know. I know Jeff. I went. We yeah. went to staying at the same time. So, somebody. He's a, he's somebody nice got guy. to him.
3: But but uh, yeah. Uh, how about Chris Farland? Um, uh, he was he was very instrumental in passing the four-year mayoral term.
1: Yes. Yes. Um... Farland, Farland Development.
2: What, well, Christian Farland? Christian yeah. Farland, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, he, he would be a hopeful candidate. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see him as a, as a possible mayor. Does yeah. he live in New Bedford?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he
1: yeah. does, okay. No, yeah. I don't think yeah. he, he would in do it,
3: but John Markey, uh Jr.?
1: Yes, John would be an excellent excellent yeah. choice for mayor. Yeah. But again, uh, you think about... Yeah. Be, like, be, a big, be a big pay cut for That's him, what I mean. So. In other words, for any one of these guys, to take a, take a run at it, they're giving up a tremendous... Upside. I mm-hmm. mean, you can imagine uh, John Mitchell probably cringes when he thinks about what he gave up financially to be the mayor
2: of New Bedford. I know it was a. Fi- I- you know, well, well, Scott a, double, Lane, a double, a double, a double, Harvard grad who was a assistant U.S. attorney could right. be a partner at a you know uh, m- uh, firm. Uh, you also, know. he hasn't even taken the pay increases. I I think he's still only making about one hundred and fourteen
3: thousand. Right. He probably would have been making if he had taken those increases because he's been mayor for twelve years, about one hundred and forty thousand. Now, right. that's not nothing. I mean, his wife—that's a starting his salary. His wife, his wife, at any law firm he would have gone to. Well, but his wife makes. Oh, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year. She's sure, a, she's a, a, a senior physician at at um, oh, Dana, General, Dana, Faber. Dana Farber. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, no. no look, I mean, there's, there's nobody missing any meals over there at the, at the Mitchell household, certainly. But just in terms of what you have to give up to be the mayor, yeah. it's a lot. It really yeah. is. It's not like he need. You know, he could have done
2: a lot who, better. Who, who in the council do you think will run though? Assuming an open seat, Ian. I think Ian would. Um, I think I see Ian waiting for it to see what Tony does and then deciding. Oh, absolutely. you Because know, yeah. if Tony runs and he wins, then I think Ian's more interested in being a, a member of the, the legislature. Yeah, uh, I think um, in some respects the
3: legislature would fit Ian better
1: because, um, to be honest,
3: he wouldn't have to work as hard. The safety in um, numbers.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think Somo's going to take up a lot of his time um, going forward. Um, if you you know because he, he's working at that, and I do think that that's really where his focus is.
2: Um, you just really softened Jack's commentary very. hard.
0: I just want
4: to. I just
2: want to put. I just want to put that out there. You really took. that. I didn't want. to let Jack to get away I, with.
3: I think, it. I think <laughs> Ian is a good city councilor. You know. I. I. But I also think that. He has a a low, stressful job at the Chamber of Commerce that allows him to do a lot of work that other councillors who have more demanding jobs can't do. The same thing with Linda Morad since she's retired. She has a lot of time. So I wonder if other city councillors